0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Paint. I am Jonathan Taylor along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we're going to be talking about a book that we have I think we mentioned this uh a couple of episodes back, but the book is called Fascinate: How to yep. Make Your Brand Impossible to Resist. Um I've just started going through this book about a week ago. I'm not completely through it, but I've got some stuff that I've underlined along the way and some things that I can pull away that I feel like are pretty applicable I went to a big um, uh, big trade show in our industry this week out in California and um, I can use some uh, some examples from this from my own from my own personal power branding power from my podcast nice. to show how this is uh, very applicable and works so well so um, and we'll
1: We'll touch on what she calls the, the seven triggers of uh, to get people to yeah. make your brain impossible to ignore, right? So some Absolutely. of those triggers, just as just let me throw out a little teaser here, <laughs> right? So
0: some of those, Give us a some teaser. those triggers lust. Lust. Ooh. Mystique. That's yeah, that's uh, that's a deadly that's one of the deadly yeah. sins, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Lust, mystique, alarm, yeah. prestige, power, power vice
0: power trust power yes yes indeed so you got some
1: kind of what would be maybe negative sounding you know lust alarm vice and then we got the flip side we got some mystique some prestige some power, Mm -hmm. some trust yeah so we'll talk about how kind of those get woven in to a brand message and uh, some other cool takeaways i read this book probably i
0: don't know seven or eight years ago i don't know when it came out but i actually have a I can't I believe I didn't never had it. And I, I was just I listening to a uh a podcast a recent podcast for um you know, Dan the Dan Kennedy podcast that they uh Russell Brunson and, and his team have I guess they start they've been dripping these out since they purchased uh, GKIC, yeah. which is brilliant from on his you know, for them. I think that was that yeah. was such a great move. Like you said, he's just given so much good stuff away. That uh, you can't help but tune in and and uh, you know hear the message. Yeah, so but this was an this interview with uh, with so- what is her Sa- Sally Sally, Sally, Sally Hogs- Hogshead, Hogshead um, yeah. that Dan had some time ago, and she's talking about this book. So it was pretty cool. I ordered it.
1: Yeah, she uh, came out in 2016. I happened to be on her list. I'm not sure how I found out about her, mm-hmm. but I was on her list when she launched the book. So I actually have a. Um, a galley copy too. That's kind of cool. It's like the a galley copy. Yeah. Like, was it signed? That was like, I don't remember if it's signed or not, but that was like a, you know, VIP type bonus for something I, I got when I, and back then her quiz was free. Now it's like 59 bucks. Oh really? For the brand <laughs> That's quiz. That's amazing. That's a good example. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I know my fascination brand. Um, yeah. Or what it used to be anyway. I don't not sure how much it's changed, but mm-hmm. so yeah. But it's a great book, so we'll uh, we'll touch on that. But before we do, let's talk about some fascinating, hopefully fascinating beverages.
0: Yeah, I'm excited today. This is a I've got a brand new one from a familiar uh, company that uh, I think I don't think I think this is the first year I've ever seen this. So I'm excited to uh, give it a try. All right. What is it? Just go ahead, roll with it. Roll with okay. All right, so I'm gonna pull it up here. Uh, you know, you know, founders. Obviously, we've had yes. a number of their their delicious bros on before. This one is a French toast bastard. You know, they have the. Uh, they have the Bastard Series. Should yes. I say that? Bastard Series? Um, they have the, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what it is. So. <laughs> the old bastard or the ba- the fat bastard, the whatever bastard. I mean, yep. they've got like three or four bastards. Now they've got a French toast bastard. Um, and this one is an aged, uh, an ale aged in oak bourbon barrels with vanilla extract, cinnamon, and maple ex- extract. Um, wow. Wow. Eleven point one percent, fifty IBUs. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm trying should to be re- good. Yeah, it says Backwoods. Uh, yeah, that's the other one. That was the Backwoods Bastard. It says Backwoods Bastard gets the full fledged breakfast treatment. Uh, our multi and rich bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale is introduced to the essence of a smooth maple, warm cinnamon, and notes of sweet vanilla for an incredible decadent brunch inspired sipper i hope you I hope you get a fork with that oh yeah <laughs> this is a gonna spork be you need a, a spork, spork. <laughs> <laughs> yes give me the uh, the spork from good old kfc and i can handle this yeah
1: well, that does that does sound good uh, i'll be interested to see if it lives up to the to the hype of that showcase okay, um, some
0: of the artwork i love
1: i love good scotch ale though yes That's, yeah,
0: Let's that looks that good. To, looks like Gandalf with a <laughs> hat or something. I don't know. All right.
1: Well, I'm in uh, beverage number two of my four pack, which is Marty's Little Monsters. Ah. In uh, celebration of monsters. <laughs> October and yeah. Halloween Ooh. coming up. So, What is that? Paint, the, peanut butter. So this is the Wicked Wolf, and it is peanut butter marshmallow cream blonde peanut butter and marshmallow cream blonde, eight percent alcohol here's a little wolf on the back and
0: his mugshot. <laughs> uh so mr wicked wolf mr wicked wolf man peanut butter that sounds really good right now uh <laughs> it does anything peanut butter, peanut butter, marshmallow and,
1: and it's a it's a cream blonde so i thought it was gonna be a little darker so i may have picked the wrong glass but it should be good so yeah um, let's uh cheers it up cheers it up Man, I can smell Ooh. it right off the top. The peanut butter ones, man, you can smell it as soon as you bring it up. Oh, yeah, nose.
0: that's I love those. You did get, you you get that strong smell right off the top? Oh, that's that's good. good. Mine is good. How good? Mm. I'll go ahead and jump. Yeah, let's see how good. Go ahead. What is your rate? Oh, man, that's it's a little rich, but in a good way.
1: Um, definitely taste the peanut butter and the marshmallow. I can taste the marshmallow in there. Mm-hmm. Man, this is tough. I'm going to give this a 4.8. It is up there. One of the best. 4.8. Wow. Very nice. Yeah.
0: Very nice. It's a little rich. Yeah. So, that would be the only thing holding it back from a perfect score. Yeah, I'm going to say the same with mine. It is it is definitely rich. It's very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. It's it's I just I could only handle I can only handle one. one of these. Yeah. Exactly. That this is it. <laughs> um, and it's not the 11%. It is just the sweetness. Yeah. Uh it is it's it's, it's very it's like a dessert. Yeah, Um, Well, it's like a piece of French toast, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like somebody just poured, you know, half a bottle of Aunt (laughs) Aunt Jemima in here. and uh, (laughs) Sprinkled some powdered sugar on top. There's exactly a whole bit.
1: By the way, speaking of powdered sugar, did you see the, uh, our Georgia Bulldogs, you know, they got a bye week this week. Mm -hmm. Did you see that they got a treat this week for all their hard work? They got a, had funnel cakes and ice cream trucks come to the practice field.
0: Oh man, that is so cool
1: i know right i mean can you imagine the amount of funnel cakes that those linemen went through
0: uh, those that's on average that's got to be at least four or five of those things just knocked down by a. oh yeah yeah <coughs> those guys you know. that are um those guys that are plus 320 320 yeah, pounds that was a good day for the funnel truck company <laughs> for sure he, he had a very good day <laughs> So, but yeah, that was put it was on the cool tab of like. the University of Georgia Athletic Department right here. There, there you go. <laughs> Education at work. That's right. That's hey, right. you got to keep those big boys happy. That's right. Well, that's one way to do it, man. Feed them, get them, get them sugared up. <laughs> Feed them. Yes. Give them, give them rocket fuel for the practice, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in. Um, I wanted to start.
1: You told me, you know, this is the book you wanted to cover. So uh, I pulled mine back out, but I was, I was kind of going back through and. Mm-hmm. I found a um, a summary from our friends over at readit4.me. Yeah. Um, I sent that over to you. I don't know if you got it
0: or not, but. Yeah, I got it last you. minute, but I think I got on my phone here. Yeah. I'm pull um, that up.
1: So that's pretty cool. But I wanted to like, she kind of talks a little bit in the beginning of the book. And I just wanted to share this. And that is like what the word fascinate means. It's actually the history of fascinate. The word is actually pretty fascinating. By itself, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it actually goes back to like witchcraft and some other things. And like when people were burned at the stake in the Salem witch trials, they were accused of fascination. Yeah. So we're going to teach you how to be so fascinating that they'll want to burn you at the stake, I guess is what we're <laughs> doing today. <laughs> But um some of the some of the definitions were to command the interest of you know that, that seems kind of about right mm-hmm. i thought this one was better to transfix and hold spellbound by an irresistible power ah yes i love like that that's that's much more what what we're talking about here with mm-hmm. fascinate is like people right. can't look away they're so attracted to your brand right so they can't look away mm. and so that could be um, you know some examples are like Harley Davidson, sure. Um, You know some some of the big brands that have just this cult like following. I would I would say ClickFunnels is a fascinating brand at this point. Yes, they definitely have their core group of followers. Wearing my shirt today. Yep. Um, Yep. So you know they got the culture going on. Um, So yeah, it's it's pretty good. But yeah, I thought that was a good definition to transfix and hold spellbound by an irresistible power. And we're gonna talk today as we go through the book, what are the elements that make up that power? And then Jonathan is gonna give us real life application of how that shows up in the real world with his brand at a big industry
0: conference. Yeah. So we got all the bases covered today. All the bases. I got some of the bases some of the bases anyway they'll be they'll be more, more bases than the Braves had. <laughs> where's my drums there dang it <laughs> <laughs> dang it too slow um yeah yeah definitely uh the the there we go dang it always slow go. on the trigger uh, yeah funnier yep they faltered uh big time so yeah
1: so congratulations to the Phillies, the Padres, the Yankees and the Astros. That's that right. left?
0: That's right. Yeah, congratulations to those. None of whom I want to root for, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm go- going for the Padres. Uh just so. <laughs> We're about tantrum. to get a, Yeah, I think she's listening, so we're about to get a comment uh, probably in the a- <laughs> Uh, just because I hate Bryce Harper, man. I'm just not a Bryce Harper fan, but I just. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am definitely going to get a comment. <laughs> All right. Oh well. So keep it to yourself, Tamara. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, let's talk. jump in. Uh, what I'm curious, like the application between what you experienced this week and kind of what you read in the books. So I'm going to let you drive a little bit. Okay. Um, and. Uh, tell me kind of how you saw the
0: overlap and what you learned this week and kind of tell people where you were too. Yeah. So this week I was out at a um, a trade show. It's like the, it's the composites industries. Like it's their Super Bowl event every Uh, year. And this year it was out in Anaheim, California at the Anaheim convention center. And so it is, um, you know, usually for a show like that, you're looking at for our industry, probably, you know, 6,000, 7,000 attendees, you know, which, you know, for a trade show is actually pretty big, pretty large events. So a lot of companies exhibiting a lot of um, demonstrations. You've got everything from 3D printing, like companies like that are advertising huge 3D printing machines to you know, high performance aerospace type composite materials, advanced materials, all that stuff, you know? So it's like cool event where you're showcasing stuff and then you got people with their ex exhibit booths. And, um, so it was a lot of fun, uh, to network. I had, I was out there sponsored by the, um, the, the, the trade organization, that the big trade manufacturing organization, and I was doing a series of podcast interviews with companies out there. But um, you know, I, I going through this book, it 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 just. It's just a reminder talking about, you know, power, the essence of of being assertive is, is one of the sections that I gravitated power. It says the language of confidence, power leads the way with authority and confidence. Power always has plan moves with purpose and reaches its goals. So part of that is sometimes a state of mind. Sometimes um, you have to create that state of mind and being assertive. Uh, And I, one of the things that I outline here in the book, going through the section on power, um, which I think everybody should go back through this. I mean, this is just a reminder of what you continually need to go back to what is power? One of the hardest tasks of leadership is understanding that you are not what you are, but what you are perceived to be by others. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to repeat that one more time. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Because we all need this lesson. Yes. One of the hardest tasks of leadership is understanding that you are not what you are, but what Uh, But what you are perceived to be by others and what I mean by that is not, not like trying to become somebody that you're not but going full in on who you're supposed to be right with no hesitation and being assertive in that and you know that whole saying I always remember that whole saying is kind of fake it till you make it. Uh, there's a lot of truth in that. Everybody should be trying to fake it until they make it. Because if you don't, you, you're never going to get, I mean, you're never going to garner the respect and, and, you know, and, and, you know, until you get there, you can't have the mentality. Well, when I get there, then I'll have the respect. Sometimes you just got to be faking it along the way as you learn and as you build credibility.
1: Yeah. I heard a, I had a great metaphor one time. Um, somebody who was trying to explain, like, fake it till you make it. And people are like, yeah, but aren't you just lying? And, you know, aren't you just lying to yourself? It's like, yeah, uh, a little bit, but, you know, you're always lying to yourself about something, right? Right? Because we don't remember very clearly. But he gave the example of when you go into a hotel and you want to get up to the 10th floor, you go in the elevator and you press number 10. Yeah. Even though you're not there yet, you're still on floor one. Right. But you press number 10. So are you lying? Yeah. No, that's the destination. That's so the that's destination. what you start, that's, right. that's what you start thinking about. That's what you, Good that's the thought in your mind is, oh, I'm going to floor 10. Right. And you are in that moment, but not exactly that moment. So you're still right. kind of lying. Right. But you're heading Absolutely. in that direction. Yep. And I think um, that quote kind of means that, you know, let's say you're the CEO. hmm So you're in a position of power. Mm-hmm but it doesn't necessarily mean you have power over your people unless they perceive it that way. Right. So if they perceive you as a loser, not worth following, it doesn't matter what your role is.
0: Right. It doesn't matter who you are. They're yep. not going to follow you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to present it and the example that I give is that, you know, you can't go in and just like, you know, from a podcast, I've built my composites weekly brand for 6 years. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you go out to a show like this and there's still a lot of, you know, you're recognized as kind of by a lot of people in the industry. It's like, oh, you do this. I remember I listened to your podcast show and I have people coming up to me and, you know, but this, but with that, there's still a lot of companies out there or a lot of people out there that still are not familiar with you, you know, even though you've been doing your podcast. And so, you know, I made it a point to go out there, you know, with the intention you know i had shirts printed up with logos composites weekly i was on point with you know that aspect of the brand had sales sheets printed up obviously for advertising purposes that i would give out um and then i was just very intentional about you know knowing what to say to every person that i ran into you know when i introduced myself because basically one you know one of these this these types of events are just a, 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 a you know, a huge networking opportunity. Right. And so if you don't know what you're going to say, most of the time you only have like a certain amount of time. So you got to be prepared to say exactly what you do, what you offer, how you help companies out there. And so I was prepared, you know, in that when I would run into each company, say, you know, basically, hi, I'm the uh, I'm the founder and owner of Composites Weekly. We do weekly podcast shows for the industry, highlighting uh, different companies, they're, uh, you know, what they do for the industry, how they're benefiting, how they're improving our industry. And we like promote them and the work that they're doing. And, uh, you know, we would like you to, you know, I'd love to interview you if you haven't been on the show and then highlight you. And then if you're interested in looking at op, you know, advertising or sponsorship opportunities, we can show you how you can grow your, you know, I can show you how you can grow your brand, you know, build your awareness from there. So, you know, those a quick conversation that, you know, you have right there on the fly. And most of the people, you know, if you're assertive and know what you have to say, you go up to walk right up to people and say, hey, you have a few minutes, I'd love to interview you over here. And I had like a little booth and everything set up at at, uh, CAMX where I just kind of bring people over. I had a, a bunch of people that I had scheduled, a bunch of companies that I had scheduled in advance and that's another thing you want to kind of, it's like you fill the pipeline of people because, and so then you, you're showing people that are, you know, up at your booth interviewing. So I kind of yep. prepared it to, you know, to kind of like see, you know, seeding that time space of having people, but then leaving gaps where I could pull people in and then talk to people at various times. So. Yeah. It's kind of like nobody wants to To eat at an empty restaurant. Exactly. Exactly. So you got to have people right up there. So I made sure to have that, those time slots filled with people that would come up, but then I would keep little spots open throughout the, throughout the day and then some time in the afternoon. And, and usually I would use obviously the scarcity approach of saying, listen, we only have certain times available. Um, If we, you know, if you'd like to interview, you can come over here. And, uh, we've got a few minutes available, but it's amazing how, you know, you come at it from a position of power to say, I'm the, I'm the founder and owner of composites weekly and I'm interviewing people and I've looked at what you guys are doing. I think you might be a good fit if you're, you know, if you'd like to, we can give you some free, you know, some publicity, you know, for your company. And people are like grateful. I mean, I had CEOs coming up to me of, pretty large companies just grateful for the opportunity to just talk for 10 minutes, you know, but it's yeah. how you position yourself. And, you know, you hand them some information, show them what your stats are, what your numbers are. And, you know, it, and it's not, you know, I've used to, it's like for the last six years, you know, up to a certain point of building this audience that I had, it was kind of faking it to your make it in some degree. It's still, there's still a lot to that, but once you position yourself as the, industry expert and the industry's number one podcast show, which is another thing. It's like the industry's leading podcast show. I put that on everything that I do. Yes. I don't know if I'm the leading, you know, I'm not the. well, I am. I'm the one that does it on a regular basis, but I've claimed that title just by claiming it. Well, it's, it's, it's
1: kind of like, uh, all the cell phone companies, right? Yeah. They all, they all say this, they're leading in some, <laughs> Quite, I mean, just a little different category, right? And it's kind of like, um, who is it? A JD Power, yeah. Like, how has every car got a JD Power award, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> right, 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 because they Cause pay they just, for it. Yeah, and they keep making new categories. Sure, like, oh, best, uh, best leather seats in a in giant sport utility right. class, <laughs> right? <laughs> something like that, you know. Just, just well, we, we can make something up for you. Yeah, um, but people respond to that, and it works. Right, so. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all and pe-
0: people are attractive. What I notice is people are 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 extremely attracted to assertiveness. Yeah. Uh, assertiveness really attracts. So you go out there and you say, "Listen, here's what I need. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what we're set up to do out here at this event. And I need you. You know, if you can give me 10 minutes of your time, and here's the time that I have available. I can. You know, we can feature you guys." No one would say no to that. No, I mean, no yeah. one at the event would say no. They're like most of the time, if they couldn't meet that time, they'll say, "Do you have any time for later today, or or something yeah. like this?" Because we want we don't want to miss this opportunity. Yeah.
1: So it's cool. amazing
0: how you you just you know if you had been timid, if you had just like you know we're just you know going about it a different way um, and not created that assertive effect of the the, the you know creating that power that confidence. Uh, or, or like can, we see so many people at trade shows do—they just
1: sit in their booth and oh man, yes, they're on their phone or they're just people with pocket in people. Y-
0: yes, oh yeah, I, I, you'd be amazed. I mean, just walk down the, the, uh, the halls of this show just to see the companies with representatives with people just hands in their pockets, not doing a thing, you know, it's like crazy, you know, not, not trying to pull somebody in. Hey, come over here. Let me, let me show you something, you know, or, or, or just, you know, with something that kind of breaks up the pattern, you know, that has that pattern interruption, you know, you've got to create pattern interruption out there. And one thing that I had is I had this big booth and I had all this equipment going on. Like no one else was doing this. I had cameras, I had a camera, you know, for live streaming. I had mics. I had this sound mixer, the thing that I'm using here right there. And it was intentionally at the center. There was this thing called park place. It's a park place. It's a media room. And I was kind of like towards the center of it. So people kind of walk through and they could see, they were fascinated. Like Yes. Cause I would have somebody well, interviewed, I would be interviewing somebody and there would be fascinating. And I have people walk by and take pictures, randomly take pictures of
1: me interviewing
0: cool. people. That's
1: actually, <laughs> that's actually one of the triggers. That's uh, yeah. that's mis- kind of mystique. The right? yes. so trigger number two that she talks about is called mystique. Right. And it's that curiosity, right? That mm-hmm. people got to, they're not sure exactly what's going on, exactly what's true. And sure. that is very fascinating to yeah. people. Oh yeah. Um, in the summary here, it starts out, it says, trigger number two, Mystique, is Barack Obama really an American? Does Red <laughs> Bull really contain bull testicles? Mm. And does Lady Gaga have man parts? Yeah. We don't know the answers to these and many other questions. And as it turns out, we'll continue to be fascinated for as long as we don't have the answers. True. Yeah, you know, so inquirer type stuff. But yeah, just just being in a room like that and here's a guy, you know, got a whole podcast studio oh, right yeah. in the middle of a room. Like that's, yeah. there's, there's some mystery about that. Like, sure. Whose podcast is it? Is it, you know, (laughs) like what, what do they talk about? Who's going to be on the show? Like there's so much power in that. Right. That that mystery. Um, Another couple they talked about was like, um, I love this phrase, You, you know, especially for us Gen Xers. Remember how Dukes of Hazard would always end or go to a commercial break with Bo and Luke Duke stuck in the middle of a car chase? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like right when they go over the ramp or they're about to crash into the river, <laughs> they like freezes and then the voiceover comes back. It's like,
0: yeah, I don't know if they're gonna make it this time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then cuts away, keeps you kind of yeah. on the edge, right? Yeah. Now HGTV and all the sure all the uh,
1: all the show network shows that have like you know the contest shows the the way they wait to reveal the answers or oh, the winners or whatever. Oh, it's just like,
0: that's so frustrating too. If you're watching
1: painfully long pauses, yeah. where they pan every single person yeah. in the crowd or whatever. It's like, but it, it works. It's like you,
0: yeah. you don't turn away while you're no. waiting for that answer. No. no and matter you're how just much trying, you know, you're, you're trying noise. to guess and you're, you're, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it keeps you, keeps you wondering.
1: Guess like which house are they going to pick on house mm-hmm. hunters?
0: Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. I got to know. Yep. I should
1: have gone to bed three episodes ago, but exactly. I got to know. Exactly. So, yeah. So Mystique is good. Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one that cost your attention as you were reading?
0: Um, That's really the, the, the big one. I mean, trust is another one. Uh, the yeah. language of stability. Um, you know, people love, you know, brands that are trustworthy, stable. And one yeah. of the things that I would tell to people like that, that were unfamiliar that didn't know, like, I mean, there's a lot of people, I mean, the industry's huge. So there's a lot of people that knew who I was automatically, but there's also a lot of people that like, this was their first time, but I would tell them, Oh yeah, we've been, um, composites weekly. We've been around, we've been doing this show for about seven years now. And usually they're, you know, that's like stability. Okay. Oh, you've been right. doing this a long time. Uh, here's what our numbers are on a regular basis, you know, on a monthly download basis, you know, we're getting, you know, 3,500 downloads a month, which for an industry, for a niche industry is incredible. And, um, you know, just, you know, highlighting some of the things that kind of build that trust into your brand. Like, okay, you bet around, you're not like somebody that just started a podcast and did two episodes and like (laughs) yeah, <laughs> nothing you're not doing anything else you know you you see a yeah. lot of that you're like i'm gonna start a podcast you know and you do one episode and i've seen a lot of those johnny come lately's they come in they try to do a podcast and they'll do two or three episodes and it's like that's it yeah that's their content so yeah trust is big i mean
1: that's what you know the fortune 500 thrive on yeah. as their trigger yep just trust you know um you know colors Mm-hmm. Can help with trust. A lot of the blues and things yep. like that are very Consist- trustworthy. Yep, exactly. But yeah, yeah, consistency is a big part of trust. Like, you know, McDonald's, like you know when you go to McDonald's what you're gonna get. There's a trust factor there. Yeah. That even though it may not be good for me, mm-hmm. I know that. But I also know that I can pull up there and in five minutes I can be stuffing my face and absolutely. Yeah. Killing the hunger in my, in my right. stomach. Right. No matter where I'm at in the world, yep. it's going to be basically the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few different menu items in different countries, but sure. I'm running through the airport. I'm like, I don't know what these other weird <laughs> restaurants are in the airport, but I know what McDonald's is. And it's why it's always the busiest. I, exactly. Because people know it's not some local chain. Like it's a worldwide chain that everybody, when I went to Guatemala a few years back, mm-hmm. And I had a layover that I missed my flight and I ended up having to stay overnight. I didn't know where to go eat and I yep. saw the golden arches and I was like, yes. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, There's no brand, uh, Yeah. It was I. I could order even, even though I didn't know Spanish. Cause I would just say number uno, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew the, yep. the meal number, right? Oh, so exactly. I could just pick the meal number.
0: You pretty much have to speak in Spanish. And that's all, those are all types of trucks. <clears throat> yep that we depend on yeah it's funny you mentioned that at the um john wayne john wayne airport in sna right in uh, orange county is where yeah. i flew out of oh that's the worst airport yeah it's 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 that, not a huge airport at all oh that's not oh okay i haven't been there. i was thinking la LA's no la yeah i didn't fly into la i flew it to orange county yeah um kind of a smaller airport but uh yeah. But yeah, and not a whole lot of options, but I did, I ended up eating, there was a McDonald's right across from my gate and yeah. that's where I ate lunch on, uh, you Yeah, know, you know what you're going to get. Yep, exactly. You know, exactly. Bingo. And then when Let's I got to it. Dallas, I hit up Salt Lake. I had to have yes. some Salt Lake there. Oh, <laughs> You sent me that text. I was like, oh, I'm jealous.
1: Man, it was good. Because it, it's a good drive from us for the closest Salt Lake.
0: So, yeah. Um. Got oh, absolutely. Best, in many. my opinion, best brisket I've ever had. Some of the best brisket I've ever had. Wow. So that's tough. Cause there's some good brisket around there here. Is so. Some good brisket. And, but that was just amazing. Let's talk about a couple of the other ones since yep. we teased them. Okay. Um, I do, I do want to mention real quick before we jump into okay. that, the whole idea too. Um, and I've underlined this. Do you remember, I don't know if you were, were you a big Seinfeld watcher back in the day? of um
1: yeah i mean i didn't have them memorized like some people but
0: yeah um, i loved i always loved the soup nazi all right yes they have soup nazi episode you remember that yeah, so he talks classic. about the soup nazi um that people that are so good at what they do um that they don't need you know they don't need affirmation um so it talks about let's see let me go to this section here um It says, uh, psychologist David Stewart explains in the article, people value praise when it comes from people who don't give it out easily. People go Mm -hmm. to the restaurants in search of both modest risk and approbation, uh, perhaps in form of a uni handrail. I don't know what he means by there, but the whole whole idea behind that is, um, you know, people wanted to... (laughs) Like I, I remember the soup Nazi episode where he basically berate people that didn't follow the rules, yeah. uh, in order, just the right way. But, yeah. um, and he didn't hand out praise. He was, you know, it was, it was like follow the rules, but he had amazing, pr- you know, the product was amazing. I mean, like the, the soup yeah. was out of this world. So Fun people it. would come there and they didn't want to get in his bad graces and get kicked out. Cause <laughs> it yeah, was cause they like, they were so it. afraid of never yeah. being allowed to come back to, the soup kitchen, the soup Nazi kitchen, cause it was the best soup in the world. Yeah. Another thing that that reminds me of is um, Simon Cowell. Yes. yeah. When he was on, yep. uh,
1: you know, when he started out, he was the one that was just like straight with you and told you that wasn't good or whatever. Right. And you could see time mm-hmm. and to this day, even on America's Got Talent or whatever, People respect his opinion more than all the other judges. Absolutely. Cause he didn't Cause give it out. Liberally. Like, he
0: didn't give it out yeah. like on a regular basis. It was, and all liberally. the other ones are trying to be
1: like politically correct sure. and like, you know, pull back a little bit with harshness. He's like, honestly, that was dreadful. Yeah. You know, it's like, right, right. and they're like, cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you can, you can gain a lot of respect by just being open and honest with people. And that's, you know, that, that builds trust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think there's a there's a it's it goes back to the scarcity or the, you know I think that mindset of just like lack of availability. If you, you know, treat people, you know, I don't know that you want to treat people poorly, but you don't just you limit the amount of praise that you give, but you do give it. Um, it really does create more value in what you you know, what you have to give. So yeah, so
1: I love some of these other triggers. So I want to make sure that we uh, cover them. Sure. And one of them is vice. Mm. It's like, well, how do you how do you use vice and like marketing and positioning and right. to get people to like your brand? And one of the things they they talk about it's it's things we know we shouldn't do, but still just might do. Sure. So I think a good current day example, and this wasn't in the in the book. I don't I don't remember it being in the book but I think Netflix is a good example of a vice that they've capitalized on the whole idea of Netflix and
0: chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Netflix and chill. <laughs> I mean, that's a vice, right?
1: It's right. like, yeah. sit around on my couch, eat, watch movies. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of vice like. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, it says in the, in the summary here, one of the most powerful things you can do is create taboos. Yeah. So, how do you, how do you create things that seem like a little, like not allowed to get people talking about you and what you do? Mm-hmm. And I love the acronym WWMD. What would Madonna do <laughs> <laughs> for our Gen X people? And, uh, especially cause that was when she was at the, at oh, the, to- yeah. at the top. Yep. Right. Um, but I mean, Trump would be another example, like stirring the pot, um, you know, a lot of, the, and you see a lot of the personalities, especially in the political world now, the way they, they want to take a stand one way or the other. And, um, yeah. but yeah, if you can, if you could come up with some type of advice, here's an, here's an example. Some, one of the, they gave, what if you were a mattress company and named your pillow top mattress, the Sunday morning sleep in, mm. right? We all know we're not supposed to sleep <laughs> in on Sundays because there's so much work to do around the house or you gotta sure. go to church, right? but we still just might do it anyway if the mattress is comfortable enough. Right. Mm. So, so just those little things. So it doesn't have to be like, Hey, snort cocaine with me. (laughs) Like that doesn't have to be your tagline. Right. It can be just like a little bit taboo and a little bit outside your avatar's comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And to make them feel just a little bit naughty about (laughs) what you're doing and and that they're doing it with your product. Right. Right. Or service in that matter.
0: No, that's Um, great
1: and then so we talked about power prestige i like this one um i think this one's pretty powerful as well prestige is just kind of that upper end feel you know i think um some of the people that do this really well i mean i think i think in the start starbucks kind of used prestige Mm -hmm. um some others you know a lot of alcohol companies Try to hit this right. The mm-hmm. the top shelf. If you can be a top shelf liquor company, you're, that's Prestige, right? Grey right. Goose, right? Um, you know they they came out and they were double the price of most vodkas, right? Right, their yep. Smirnoffs or those yep. kind of just standard stuff. Starbucks did the same thing. I mean, if you really oh, think yeah. back to Starbucks, we were paying you know a dollar fifty for or you know eighty nine cents for coffee at at a uh, you know, the local convenience store or McDonald's. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they immediately push that up to $4. Now mm-hmm. it's five, $6. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's coffee prices have gone up, including McDonald's. You know, they have Absolutely. those yeah. machines now that right. make all the different kinds. Of, it's like a barista, barista robot. Yeah. Makes all those things. Um, the other way you can do prestige is limit availability. Yep. Um, you see all the, you know, the handbag, I was going to say purse, but it, I think they're handbags, not mm-hmm. purses, uh, the high end handbag companies Right. and how there's, you know, waiting lists for those. And you have to Ferrari is the same way. You can't just walk in the showroom and buy a Ferrari. You have to, a lot of times you have to buy a used one first or a pre-owned first. Absolutely. And work your way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all prestige that really adds to the value of your brand. Yeah. um, Another one is alarm. So the campaign they talk about in the book, it was the old war on drugs. And this is your brain on drugs. You remember that ad from oh, the eighties yeah, sure, or nineties? Yeah. The egg and the frying pan. It's <laughs> like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Yep. Crack sizzle. Right. Right. You know, and it's very effective. Like that was, well, I don't know if the campaign was effective. It was effective image. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of argument to say that the actual campaign hasn't been that effective, if not made it worse. So, but the alarm is there. It's like, Oh my God. And I think there's a lot of, you know, we see this kind of stuff more and more um, today because it, it's required to stand out. It's a pattern interrupt of sorts. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so like got milk is actually mentioned in the book. Like, Oh my God, if you're out of milk, that's a bad thing. Like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to dip your cookies in? If you don't have a fresh supply of milk in the fridge, that would be tragic. Yep. So just little things like that. So it doesn't have to be like over the top, like a financial newsletter where you're, you're telling people the stock market's going to crash and right. You know, the end of the world's coming. It can be simple as something as simple as got milk. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know what happens if you run out (laughs) of milk? Your cookies are just going to be
0: cookies. Yeah. What are you going to bake with? What are you going to? Yeah. It's like, your teenagers your is, drink that by the, uh, you know, like yeah. five gallons a day. So what are they yeah. going to do? They're going to shrink to yeah, nothing. You, yeah. You probably buy your, your milk in five gallon buckets. At My this youngest point. just <laughs> gulps it down. I mean, it's a gallon every two days. It feels like, but I, I know in high school I, I drank a gallon a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but we didn't
1: have sodas. We didn't, you know, we just, that's all we drank right. pretty much. It's milk yeah. and iced tea. Yep. We had a tea company, so that was we drink a lot of tea. So, <laughs> Alarm is
0: another one. Um, going back to the prestige, I want to mention yeah. um, one thing that I you, you can get ideas like from this. It's great to borrow ideas if you want to g- borrow um, ideas from this realm. A great let me just mention a great uh, magazine to pick up is a copy of the Rob Report. Are you I'm oh, sure yes. you picked that up because oh, yeah, that's like high-end everything. Like I mean it's like for the ultra wealthy who have nothing else to um spend their money on. Yes. (laughs) But you can get some really good ideas from some of the ads in the Rob report on Yeah, you
1: know if when you when you're flipping through there and there's hundred thousand dollar (laughs) watches, Gulfstream jets. Yeah, exactly. Bentleys, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's a different world.
0: Yeah. So it's good to just peruse that, pick it up, take home a copy and just look at what the wealthy are spending their money on and And how those things are imagery they use,
1: all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yep. I thought there was another one like that. I think it was Unique Homes Magazine back in the day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's still around or not. Uh, we talked a little bit about mystique already. And then the last one is lust. Oh man. That's a dangerous one. You got to save the best for last (laughs) says, if you trigger lust, you will draw others closer and keep them wanting more. Mm. Lusting. Isn't just about physical attraction. It's about anything that you crave. So how do you get people to crave you? You know, who comes to mind in this, especially probably five years ago, not necessarily today's marketing but who who tried the lust angle yeah
0: hardy's Ooh, oh yeah i remember those commercials you remember those with campaigns the, uh, with the, the sensuous the, model that uh yeah Eating i didn't burger. notice the model i just noticed the burger <laughs> yeah, sure you did i know you did right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but uh you know they went with a very and they got a lot of f- flack for that but they also they knew did. their customer base sure yeah because their customer base is the is the contractor who's stopping by Hardy's for lunch with the trailer behind his. Tra- like, if you right. go to any Hardee's right. at lunchtime, there's like six landscaping trailers in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and everybody inside is wearing construction clothes of some kind. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that's their market, so they kind of knew that that was their market. And of course, it. Was. They just
0: they just went for it. They're like, you know, <laughs> these yeah. are these are you know burly guys that you know. Are, they want Big burgers yeah, with all blue yeah. collar. They, they know what they want. And yeah. they also have like, they, this is the kind of food that they eat. They mm-hmm. need this kind of caloric intake, but they also <laughs> in the same sense, uh, we kind of know what they like on the, on, on the other side too. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. How
1: can you tease and flirt yeah. with your, with your customers? Right. right. In a, in a way that is not actually teasing and flirting. So let's be clear there. I mean, I guess <laughs> some brands you could do that. Um, yeah. So how do you, how do you like, how do you bring a little lust into your brand? And it's not for everybody. Like if, if that feels really, really awkward to you, then yeah. you probably shouldn't try it. Yeah. And some brands, it, it's just not going to fit. Sure. You know, you can certainly ask yourself, like, is there something about my product or service that's lustworthy? Mm-hmm. And if so, what would it be and how would I pull that out? Sure. And, and like I said, go back and just look at lust, lustful Hardy's commercials and you'll probably mm-hmm. find the video yeah. we're talking about. GoDaddy did that too back in the day.
0: Absolutely. When they were
1: launching, they used yeah. a lot of that, you know, sexual innuendo
0: type Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, uh, They so, had, uh, what, Dana, Danica Patrick and uh, yeah. a few other uh, females. I mean, so Hooters. I mean, yeah. you know, Hooters is, has made a living off that. Yep. Yep. Oh, right. and you can look at car commercials too. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's kind of. Yeah, that's uh, a good point.
1: Like, even if they don't have models, like the, mm-hmm. the lines and the way they, you know, they yeah. the way they do silhouettes of the curves of a sports car. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's all lust. Right. Right. Yep. Because you're just. Attractive female stepping out of the vehicle. You know, yeah. you know maybe it's not like, you know, ad, inadvert- I mean, maybe it's not like right directly, but. Yeah. Sometimes it's inadvertently or secondary. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So it's little things like that. So, you know, so let's just real quick, I'll review them. So the seven triggers are lust, mystique, uh, alarm, prestige, power, Mm -hmm. vice and trust. And you can actually go over to, um, how to fascinate.com And there's a quiz, a test that you can take about your brand and about, I think there's both like for your brand um, and yourself. Mm-hmm. to See what your fascination triggers yeah. are. Right. Um, and they're like 59 bucks and you, you basically end up with a, this is the grid. Um, let me see if I can get it. To, there's a whole grid right here mm-hmm. that comes up And you, you, you end up with two fascination triggers. And then they, when they combine, they create kind of this unique archetype for you. Right. Right. Like mine last time I took this which has been a while ago Mm -hmm. was prestige and mystique, which is called the architect. Okay. Um, so those are the, and it kind of gives you an idea of like what colors you should be using, what types of fonts, what types of, um, uh, types of um illustrations and pictures and things like that you should be taking so it's a very interesting quiz and it, uh, to me it's worth the money sure to just go ahead and um take that and then here's um sally hogshead is the author here's her site going with the old reverse type oh, i yeah. love that she's that for a woman to just embrace the hogshead as a know. as a logo i know really, with the
0: logo with the hog
1: yeah <laughs> i mean that's crazy that's kind of power right there. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know I got a weird name and I'm embracing every bit of it. Right. So I thought that was, I've always thought that was cool about her that she didn't try to like hide her name. Cause it, yeah. it's a weird name. Yeah, it's a little it bit is weird.
0: And uh, for a woman that, you know, it may be different yeah. for, a, for a male, but for a female, yeah. they might like more. I mean, they might be more prone to shy away from that than a guy.
1: Yeah. And she just braced it, which I love that. And it is memorable, so it's smart to go ahead and embrace it. Right. Um, But yeah, she's got some great great YouTube videos. If you, you know, there's some TED Talks out there with her stuff. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Check out the book. Yeah. Um, There's Jeffrey Gettimer. A little little plug from. Yeah. 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 All the big names of. I've endorsed her mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Yeah. There's the logo there. Um, yeah. She's, she advises a lot of big companies now. Um, yeah. all someone, on this one little simple framework, which is its own lesson in and of
0: itself. right? Yeah. Good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's a great Anything book. Uh, like I said, I'm half just over halfway through it. Um, so I haven't covered all the bases, but it's, definitely a good good read yeah, yeah very good read
1: it's a beefy book i don't know 300 pages, 250 yeah. 300 pages something like that uh, but yeah it is good and yeah there's a yeah, there's the chart in the back on the spine it's got all the different combinations yep. exactly and like it's different like you if you're because it'll give you a primary and a secondary fascination when you do the report yeah so you could be prestige and then mystique and that's different than mystique and then prestige right? as far as like your, your, your final thing. So right.
0: if you love personality tests, that's another one to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Give you something else to think about. Yeah. It's very inexpensive and in worth, probably worth the time. I need to check that out myself. Yeah. And you want to, you want, when you're doing
1: it, you want to make sure you're thinking about either your brand or yourself, yep. you know, depending on sure what type of business you have because obviously your brain may be a little bit different than yourself depending yeah. on how things are set up. So, yep. um, yeah, very cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Anything I, else? No, it's, I, I gotta, I gotta repeat that one more time though. Um, cause that's, to me, that was worth like the whole point of the book was just a reminder on power. One of the hardest yeah. tactic, one of the hardest tasks of leadership is understanding that you are not what you are, but what you are perceived to be by others. And I had a sales, a VP of sales years ago for a company I worked with told me that perception is reality. We've all heard that saying, but he reminded me perception is reality. So it's what people perceive, not what, you know, what you want them to, I mean, what you want them to think sometimes it's about their perception. So you have to, uh, you know, sometimes power is assuming that you're someone that you may not be at the time but that's okay because you like you said sean you're on elevator you're on floor one but just because you're on floor one doesn't mean you're not moving <laughs> you're not moving yeah. in the direction of floor number 10. yeah right so well
1: and you're you know for you it may not be power for other people it, it may be the mystique it may be prestige that that's how people perceive right. you and if you right. don't know that right and you're trying to be all powerful over here and give off this power element. Yeah. When actually you're much more of a mystique person mm-hmm. and it's going to fall flat. So sure. that's really what the quiz does. It, it kind of helps you see how other people see you. Right. So you have a natural, what she calls them fascination advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes you impossible to resist. And the more you can hone in on those things, what they are, Uh, the better off you'll be and the easier your marketing
0: will be. Yeah, absolutely. So here's some takeaways. Pick up this book. If you haven't read it, Fascinate, uh, Sally Hogshead. You know, if you haven't, if you've never picked up a copy of The Rob Report, you go to any bookstore. You can pick that up in the magazine section. You can see exactly what prestigious brands, how they advertise. I mean, these are people that are, are advertising to the, uh, the ultra wealthy, right? Yep. These are the guys buying the Lear jets and the, you know, and the uh, Brunswick yachts (laughs) and uh, yeah. So also I wanted to mention real quick. um, I got a cool little, I want to do a little plug real quick before we wrap up. It's on a little, it's a little device that I used it's called a. Did you mean to share your screen? Huh? Yeah. Well, I was gonna hold it. Yeah. I don't have it. Yeah, I just want to. Make- I didn't pull up a share. I just got a box. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Here we go. Let's see. There this you. This is a Zoom uh, FTBT. It's a field recorder, and it has Bluetooth capabilities. So this is a little recorder. It's like, um, it's a little handheld recorder. I wish I had it. I meant to just bring it onto the set, but I left it. But I brought the box. Um, I bought this a couple of weeks ago and uh, right before the trade show because I knew I would be out um, and about sometimes not only in my element where I'm set up to do podcasting, but I would be walking the floor, sometimes talking to people. And this is like a little... A uh, little micro recorder that you're keeping and you're, it's like a lapel mic. You're hooking it up to your uh, shirt and yep. you just hook it, you know, you clip it in or you stick it in your pocket. It's a little pocket recorder you can record. And the lapel mic, it's amazing. It sounds incredible. It's like the best audio I've ever probably I've ever heard from a, a lapel microphone. So wow. you can, you can be very like, if you're at like a big event or something like that, and you're interviewing people and you don't ha- want to have like a, you know, a huge microphone, like you're, you know, it's very intimidating. You yeah. just go up to them with this little recorder and I had it really, you know, you have it really subtly hit, you know, hid from, you know, they can't see it, but it's a little clipped microphone. You can go up there, talk to people and you can just have them talk into the little lapel mic. And it picks up the, the sound like amazingly. So wow, that's it's cool. a great little uh, device that you have. Like if you're, you know, at events or something and you want to interview people on the spot, pick up some content uh, for your podcast or for whatever you're doing. It's a great way to do it. be a great way to record some stuff too. Like if you're
1: driving or uh, out walking or anything, I guess. Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You get A little bit higher quality than maybe what you get on your your iPhone or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You would get, um, if you're out walking in the neighborhood and just want to record content, um, it, like I said, it Bluetooth into your phone. Uh, you have to download the app, but you can Bluetooth it right to your phone. So you don't have to, you know, have any hard connections into your iPhone or whatever. You just Bluetooth it. Um, automatically it syncs with your phone. You can record audio. You can, I I think you can do video as well, but, uh, I was, you know, I was mostly using cool. it for audio, so.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, so good stuff. Um, I've got a stack of stuff starting to grow here, but we don't have time today. So pretty, ne- you know, next show or two, we're going to do a little random show. Okay. Got some direct mail and some things like that that have been piling up on my desk. Okay. Okay couple pieces that offended me that i Uh-oh. want to talk about <laughs> um so yeah we'll, we'll save that for another show throw that out there okay um yeah i got some some interesting stuff um that we can talk about on, the, on a ne- another episode but yeah this is good okay fascinating by sally sally hogshead go check it out um check out our show page at persuasion by the absolutely and uh
0: I guess Jonathan, maybe you'll put a link to that Zoom recorder on there yeah. as well. I'm trying to pull it. I'm gonna like I'm gonna share the screen right now because I I didn't want okay. like outside of the box. I wanted to hold up the thing, but I forgot to bring it. So I'm gonna share this. Uh, let's see. All right,
1: there we go.
0: There we go. So I, that is the Zoom F2B2 or BT. I'm sorry, Lavalier recording mic great little product. If you're just trying to, and it includes a, you can use it with a little micro SD card. So if you want to oh, cool. record content on the go, like if you're at a big event and really get, want to get some feedback, or if you're like you said, Sean out just doing a stroll around the neighborhood and want to record some stuff with your phone and you would just want great audio without all the background noise. Yeah. It's a great little recorder. 170 bucks. So
1: that's very cool.
0: Yep. And we'll uh, include the, uh, the link here on the show page for this one. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That could be handy for,
1: especially if you're in the car lot and driving and you want to do podcasts from your car type stuff, man, that'd be great for that. Yep. So,
0: yeah. I was just cool. thinking, you know, traveling sometimes, you know, you think of uh, opportunities or ideas that come to your mind when you're traveling, uh-huh. you don't want to pull out a recorder. You just click that thing when you got it hooked, you know, lapel hooked in, you yeah. get that out. It sounds like I said, the, the audio for a lapel microphone just sounds incredible. Yeah. So yeah,
1: they make good stuff. Zoom, uh, yep. different than sure. the zoom recording company, Yep, zoom video, but yeah. Uh, or is it, are
0: they the same company? Or are they different? Uh, the logo the looks Z- very similar. Yeah, I th- those are two separate companies, amazingly. Yeah. So I'm su- I'm surprised there's not any uh, lawsuits <laughs> going right now. I mean, uh, back and yeah. forth between those two. But yeah, yeah, they've, uh, Zoom, the Zoom, uh, you know, conferencing platform is a little different from the Zoom uh, recording Audio products. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's but, that's pretty funny, so, but I like both. They they work yeah, well. They're both good. They're both good.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, so, that's a wrap. I'll let you. Uh, yeah. let you close it
0: out to all of our listeners. You can find us over at PersuasionByThePint.com. com. You can find us on all your podcast platforms: Stitcher, Radio, Spotify. Um, we're on Twitter. We're back on Twitter now. Um, I, Twitter had a little glitch with Streamyard there for a little bit, but I think looks like that's been fixed so yeah, it looks like we're cool. back on uh we're back on twitter uh we twitch. now have a twitch profile yeah <laughs> we're so cool and of course you can visit our page on amazon or you can just visit our website at persuasionbythepine.com if you have questions or comments you can email us at uh persuasionbythepine at gmail.com and uh, sean has been fun man we'll see you yeah. all next week see ya